Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series, in the book of James, with this message entitled, God, the Judge of All, preached March 16, 2014. James 4, verse 11 and 12. God, the Judge of All. God, the Judge of you. Sitting today, he knows all your thoughts, your motivation, your arrogance, your humility, your faith. He knows all things. James, in chapter 4, 11 and 12, prohibits the members of the church from speaking against their brothers wickedly, falsely. He is not calling them adulteresses, sinners, or double-minded. He uses the softer term, brothers. They are born of God, James 1.18. They savingly put their trust in their glorious Lord Jesus Christ, chapter 2, verse 1. They are all members of God's family. And we read that Jesus Christ is the firstborn among many brothers. Many brothers who conform to his image. Previously... In chapter 4, verse 7 through 10, James instructed them to go down 10 steps. That they may become humble and be filled with grace. Point number one, the ministry of the devil. Point number two, ministry of the true church. Point number three, the ministry of Jesus Christ. The ministry of the devil. How can those filled with the grace of God speak evil of their brothers? How can they quarrel and envy? They are, in truth, God's elect. They are effectually called and justified Holy Spirit dwells in them, the spirit of holiness and the spirit of truth. So these people of God are to love one another as Christ loves the church. Speaking against one another is to speak with evil thoughts, James said in chapter 2 verse 4 is to be like the devil himself who is the diabolos the accuser of God's people in Genesis 3 we read the devil is speaking against God himself you will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened 
And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Revelation 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loved voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers who accused them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Psalm 50 verse 20 you speak continually against your brother and slander your mother's son. 2 Corinthians 12 20 for I am afraid that when I come I may not find you as I want you to be I fear that there may be quarreling jealousy outbursts of anger factions slander gossip arrogance and disorder speaking against brothers by brothers destroys the unity of God's covenant community some is said in Psalm 133 How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Jesus said, where two or three come together in my name. That is in love and in unity, there I am. In their midst. Speaking against our brothers. Grieves the Holy Spirit. And brings about divine rebuke. God punished Miriam. Who spoke against Moses. The anger of the Lord burned against her. And she became leprous. Speaking against God's servants is a dangerous and self-destructive activity. Let us not speak against God's delegated authorities, husbands and parents and pastors and teachers and so forth. Which activity is speaking against God himself who appointed them? Throughout the wilderness journey, Israel spoke against God and Moses. You read, they murmured constantly. And God killed them. Kept killing them. And he killed 603,548 people. Korah and company. These rebels spoke against Moses. The earth swallowed them up. Then fire came and consumed 250 insolent men. Friends, our God is a consuming fire. And we read in the book of Hebrews, it is a dreadful thing. To fall into the hands of the living God. 
As we read number 16, we also learn that God killed by a plague 14,700 people for their incessant murmuring. Again, they spoke against God and Moses. Numbers 21, they traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Eden. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread and there is no water. And we detest this miserable food. And God killed many people by venomous snakes. So James commands us not to speak against one another. Moses told us in Leviticus 19, do not go about spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. Do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly. So you will not share in his guilt. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people. But love your brother. Ask yourself, I am the Lord. The second point. The ministry of the true church. So what are we to do then with one another? It is the will of our heavenly father who loved us and sent his son to die on the cross, our death. That as his children we love one another. Not only in words, but in sacrificial deeds. Paul instructs us In Ephesians 4 verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. We are to love God with all our heart. James 1.12 and 2.5. And we are to love our brothers as ourselves. James 2 verse 8. James calls us beloved. Agapetoi. Three times. Chapter 1, 16 and 19. And chapter 2 verse 5. We are eternally beloved of God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit and we are to be beloved of all God's people. It is the command of our Lord Jesus Christ that we love one another. It is a higher command than that of the federal government. So we read in 
ജോൺ തേർട്ടീൻ എ ന്യൂ കമാൻഡ് ഐ ഗീവ് യു എ ന്യൂ കമാൻഡ് കമാൻഡ് നോട്ട് എ സജഷൻ എ ന്യൂ കമാൻഡ് ഫ്രോം ദ മൗത്ത് ഓഫ് കിങ് ഓഫ് കിങ്സ് ആൻഡ് ലോഡ് ഓഫ് ലോഡ്സ് A new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another for what purpose by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another John 14:15 if you love me you will obey what I command test yourself and see whether you are a christian John 15:12 My command is this love each other as I have loved you John 15:14 You are my friends if you do what I command John 15:17 This is my command love each other We are to love one another as Jesus loved us by laying down his life for us John 10 says i am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep John 10:15 just as the father knows me and i know the father and i lay down my life for the sheep He calls us not to come and dine but as Dietrich Bonhoeffer said he calls us to come and die Matthew 16:24 then Jesus said to his disciples if anyone would come after me he must deny himself have you denied yourself you must deny yourself and take up his cross and follow me in his epistle saint john exhorts us to love one another this is how we know what love is jesus christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him how can the love of god be in him dear children let us not love with words or tongue but with actions and in truth and first john 4 we read we love because he first loved us we didn't have the capacity to love god we hated god we were enemies of god but because god saved us he gave us the capacity to love god we love because he first loved us if anyone says i love god yet hates his brother cannot get along with two people husband cannot get along with wife and wife cannot get along with husband and both of them cannot get along with two children we love god because he first loved us if anyone says i love god yet hate his brother he is a liar he is a liar for anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen 
And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And Apostle Paul tells the same thing. Romans 13. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. James says the same thing in James 2 verse 8. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And he tells us again St. Paul. About love in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Think about it sir. Love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And now these three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. Apostle Peter says the same. First Peter 2.17 Love the brotherhood of believers. If we speak against our brothers, our text tells us we are judging our brothers wickedly. And not only that, we are judging God's law, which is holy, righteous, good, and spiritual. We are not obeying God's law, which James tells us is the law of freedom which is also the royal law the law given by the king of kings and the lord of lords Jesus friends is the law giver and Jesus is the judge in Matthew 5, 22, 28, 32, 34, 39, and 44, Jesus says this, You have heard it said, but I say unto you. If we speak against our brother by slandering him and defaming him and despising him, we do not obey the law of love. We have become judges. We have usurped the place of the one lawgiver and judge, our Lord Jesus Christ. This does not mean we are not to rebuke and judge truly according to the law of God, the Bible. 
We are to speak against the world and its sin. In Matthew 23, Jesus called the so-called religious people who were wicked, hypocrites, blind fools, whitewashed tombs, snakes, brood of vipers, simply children of the devil. So it is important that we don't speak against our brother. We have a right to rebuke him and counsel him. Leviticus 19.70, do not hate your brother in your heart. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so you will not share in his guilt. Psalm 141.5, let a righteous man strike me, it is kindness. Let him rebuke me, it is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Proverbs 15 verse 31, he who listens to a life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. Luke 17 verse 3, so watch yourselves. Jesus says, if your brother sins, what? Rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. 2 Timothy 4.2 Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction from the Bible. Titus 1 verse 13 This testimony is true, therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith. Revelation 3.19 Those whom I love Jesus says I rebuke and discipline So be earnest and repent And so we also counsel people Romans 15 verse 14 I myself am convinced my brothers Not just ministers But all God's people, I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness and complete in knowledge and competent to counsel one another. And we read Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Friends, we are not to pull down the church which Christ is building. We are to build it up, edify one another by prophesying. 1 Corinthians 14, you read seven times the word edify or edification appears there. Especially God's delegated authorities are to judge and rule for God according to the Bible. Priests are to judge according to the Bible. Deuteronomy 17, 8 through 13. Kings are to rule and govern according to the Bible. Deuteronomy 17, 18 through 20. Parents and pastors are to teach 
and judge according to God's infallible word. Listen to this. 2 Timothy 3.15 through 4 verse 2. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom. I give you this charge. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Notice now, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. 50% of our ministry, the delegated authorities ministry, 50% is rebuking and correcting. The other 50% is teaching and training in the word of God. All based on the word of God. He who judges must not judge by mere outward appearance. Or by human standards. Delicated authorities must live and rule by scripture. They must always rule. Now listen. For the good of those under them. Now think about the politicians, what they are doing. You think they are doing all those things for the good of the people? The delegated authorities must judge righteously. They must take the plank out of their own eyes to see the speck in the eyes of the brothers. There are times, friends, The church must exercise discipline in the church. Discipline, sir. It is a true mark of a true church. The insolent and the rebellious must be put out of the church for the health of God's church and the possible ultimate salvation of the excommunicated. So we read in Titus 3, one, a divisive person once, and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with him. You may be sure, God is saying, that such a man is twisted, pervert, that's the correct word, and sinful. He is self-condemned. Romans 16, 17 and 18. I urge you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ but their own appetites. 
by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people so you go to a church if the pastor is speaking smooth words he is trying to pick your pockets he is a peddler of the word to please people for financial gain who are we friends to speak against our brothers saved by Jesus we are mere creatures sinners saved by grace falling blossoms a mere mist a dying man or as john wesley said poor weak dying worm yeah nice suits a nice tie a nice car but you are still a dying worm James cuts us down to size. You, who do you think you are to judge your neighbor, your brother? You are no God almighty who gave us the law. We are going to speak about the third point, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Who are you? You are no God almighty who gave us the law. and therefore the ultimate judge of all the earth this god is almighty to save and destroy see we made him nice jesus he only hugs us he never rebukes us corrects us never kills us never sends any diseases This God is almighty to save and destroy. God has given all authority to his son to judge all his church and the world. Jesus Christ he is able to save sir. Let's listen to what the Bible speaks about Jesus Christ in the Old Testament Isaiah 33 verse 22 for the Lord is our judge not you The Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. The word Lord in the New Testament is given to Jesus. Because he is the judge, he is the lawgiver, he is our king, he is our savior. Deuteronomy 32:39 See now that I myself am he there is no god besides me I put to death I put to death and I bring to life I have wounded and I will heal and no one can deliver out of my hand May God help us to change our view of who Jesus Christ is able to save and destroy John 10:28 and 29 I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one can snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my father's hand 
And John 3 verse 36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. And Acts 4 verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. There is no other Savior. Friends, has Jesus Christ saved you? Have you repented of your sins and trusted in Jesus Christ alone for your eternal life and salvation? Are you in Christ? Then rejoice if you are in Christ. But not only that, this same Jesus is able to destroy and you read that today. First Corinthians 15, 24. Jesus Christ destroys. He destroys. James says in James 5 verse 9. Don't grumble against each other brothers. Or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. He means Jesus Christ. He's speaking about his parousia. His coming again. And Isaiah 43 verse 13 says, yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? Revelation 6, 15 through 17. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains they call to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb wrath of Jesus for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand it Jesus Christ is going to be the judge. Acts 10.42 He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. You didn't think that when you sinned. Romans 2 verse 16 this will take place this judgment will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ. He knows everything. You fooled people with a nice tie and nice hat and all that and they thought you were somebody. God knew everything and so notice this will take place on the day when God will judge men's what's a secrets through Jesus Christ as my gospel declares. Let me read to you from Hebrews 10. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished? Who has, this is the sin, trampled the Son of God underfoot. Have you trusted in Jesus Christ? If not, you are trampling Jesus Christ under your feet. Who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him. And who has insulted the spirit of grace. 
For we know him who said his mind to avenge I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people and he says it is a dreadful thing. Dreadful thing. May God minister to us how dreadful it is. It's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And you go home and read Matthew 25:31 through the end. And go home and read Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Jesus Christ is coming again. I'm not worried, sir. I believe Christ died in my place for my sin. The wrath of God that was against me has been poured out upon him. He is my glorious substitute. He is my atonement. He is my savior. He is my Lord. And he is judged in my place. But he is coming again sir. To destroy. To judge those who treated him with contempt. The generals. The heads of state. The kings. And the queens. And the mighty, and the rich, and the powerful, and the defiant, and the philosophers. So friends, don't worry about your brother. You are not his master. Jesus, he's his master. Romans 14, 4, who are you to judge someone else's servant to his own master? He stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. Friends, and listen to me. The vast majority of people in the world, in this country, are outside of Jesus Christ. And he's coming again to judge them, but he's coming again to save us. So let us make our own calling and election sure. Let us judge ourselves in the light of God's law. Let us examine ourselves and see whether we are in the faith. Let us grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us love and serve and build up our covenant community. Let us proclaim the gospel and live a holy life. St. Paul tells us since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people Ought you to be, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in fervent heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to live by your word and help us to love your people and help us to proclaim your gospel to the world because there are many in the world who must hear the gospel and be saved. Help us to do this in Jesus' name. Amen.